Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Hey, if you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world World of of food. food. First, Krispy Kreme has another limited edition donut made up of strawberry cream and graham crackers. Second, yet another study about how good coffee is for you just came out. Drinking any kind of coffee, even decaf, Cuts your risk of liver problems like fatty liver disease by like 40%. And finally, in the world of food, Starbucks is allowing you to bring in your own reusable cups for the first time since the pandemic started. Huh, no kidding. You ever do that? Uh, I never have, no. Because I, I know you have always I had a million coffee. I bought a couple of those. Um, you know, they sell their little reusable mm-hmm. cup and it's like you get a discount if you bring it in but yeah letter number a i forget it letter number b my kids will use it and letter number c i've i always lose the lid oh, <laughs> so it's not yeah. going to benefit me that much to drive mm-hmm. down the road with steaming hot cup of coffee and no lid on it right so, yeah i've got some uh, news you can use y'all what would you say if i told you i could save you a thousand dollars a year thousand bucks a year I'm for in. the average American. Okay, I'll tell you how you're going to save a thousand dollars a year by changing one simple little thing. Tell you what it is next. So you want to give it a guess? How am I going to save you and everybody listening a thousand dollars a year? Well, I think you're going to do something that you often accuse me of doing when I'm just reporting the news, and that is being a Debbie Downer, because I think you're going to say, drink your coffee at home. Close, close. That could probably save you a lot of money, too. But here's the big one. Um, It's eating out. Oh, man. Eating out. When I saw how many times the average person is eating out. Now, Mm -hmm. I did take a little liberty with this, so bear with me. But the average person is eating out 4.2 times a week. What? Yeah, 4.2 times a week. I guess that includes like business lunches. Well, I'm saying like a lot of people are probably bagging out a lunch. Yeah, or like stopping and getting breakfast. Yeah. So let's say that it's lunch. Right. And lunch probably costs you like six, seven bucks or whatever. So let's say that you're doing that. It's thirty dollars a week times 52 weeks. That's fifteen hundred and twenty eight dollars a year. Now, I I thought, okay, we'll wonder what it would cost if you take your lunch. So I Googled average cost of a a brown bag lunch Mm -hmm. would come out to about ten bucks a week. Or $535 a year. So you're saving yourself in theory. If you're eating out at Mm -hmm. lunch every day, if you just flip that and bring a brown bag, you're saving yourself $1,000. Did you work on all this research for your four kids who are now young adults on a tight budget? (laughs) They do love the drive-thru. Good night. They complain they don't have any money, but they're always coming home with Chick-fil-A. So, yeah, but if if you're that person, if you're eating out all the time, I mean, even if you cut it in half, you could save yourself, theoretically, $500 a year. That's a lot of money. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's probably better for you and tastes better to have something uh, homemade than, you know, getting some greasy drive-thru food every day. So maybe you'll make that change. Coming up, the strangers that banded together to save a beloved church. Hey, this is your guaranteed to put you in a good mood story of the day. 
This is so cool. You're going to love this, Kev. Several strangers banded together to save a beloved local church. Here's what happened. A tire shop in Sacramento called Unique Tires and Wheels caught on fire on Sunday afternoon. And these high winds were whipping the flames. It was threatening nearby homes, Mm. but it was also threatening First Baptist Church of North Sacramento. And Paul Chamberlain and his 11-year-old son sprinted out of their Father's Day dinner to try to save the church. They sprayed down the roof while a woman who lives nearby jumped a fence to pitch in to help. She was like, well, I always wanted to be a firefighter, so this was like my moment. <laughs> <Big> opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Paul's son, Drake, said he was pretty worried when he got word that the church that he's loved since he was born was really close to burning down. Thankfully, he's one of those 11-year-olds that's pretty much a little man. Mm. He's strong, and he got up on the roof without garden hose and hosed down the church with his dad and saved it. Everything's wow. fine. And thank God nobody got hurt. Man. not amazing? That is very cool. Way to go, guys. So are you going anywhere for the 4th of July? They're expecting a near record high number of travelers. I know you're hitting the road, Kev. You're traveling too, right? Uh, right after the 4th. Oh, okay. On the 5th. We're going back to Baltimore uh, for 4th of July. I don't think I've told you. So the main thrust of the trip is to spend time with my dad. I want to go yeah. and see my dad. But there's also a music festival in town that weekend. Uh. So we're going to go... <laughs> What? We're going to go and check that out, too. I was wondering how you picked this particular time to go. Well, because the Orioles are, Orioles are in town and uh-huh. family's not. I knew there was more to the story. That'll no, be fun. Not. That's not more That's to the story. That's going to be awesome. It's, yeah, it's going to be great. But well, here's one of the things. When we were planning the trip, we were like, do we drive or do we fly? Because sometimes driving you know, a long way, it can be you know, obviously more time efficient to fly, but sometimes it can be cheaper too. So we tri- we did the math and stuff. A lot stuff of times and, it's cheaper, yeah. Um, flights, kind of it was a wash, flights and gas. Um, but then at hotel, too, I had some some traveler points so we could get the hotel pretty cheap. Uh, but the thing that was the deal breaker that we're driving was the car rental. Uh, car rental. Go. When I went back to Baltimore um, when my mom was still with us and I'd spend a few days with her, I'd get an economy car and it would mm-hmm. be like less than 20 bucks a day. I mean, yeah. super cheap. For, for like four or five days up there, it was like $600. That's insane. I was like, I don't want to buy the car. It's I just want to rent yeah, the car. I, I mean, just in case our listeners haven't heard, it's because rental cars companies sold off all their cars during the pandemic, and now they don't have Shortage, cars, and cars right? are hard to find because of the chips. And yeah. da 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 I mean, and That, was, and that was like 600 bucks. I'm talking for... A, a tin can on wheels. That's crazy. This wasn't like normally you'd like look at. I don't know if you've done this at rental cars. I always look and I'll compare. I'll be like, "Ooh, what would a luxury model be?" And then I go like, "Yeah, that's not for me. I'm getting the I'm getting the tin can on wheels because I'm just using right. it to get from the airport to the hotel, hotel to mom, mom to the airport, and that was it." But six hundred bucks, not for me, not today, <laughs> not for me. Uh uh-uh. uh How much money would someone have to pay you to get you to give up social media for good? Well, it depends on who you ask. A surprising 70% of us said we wouldn't give up our social media for any less than $10,000. Wow. 20% said that it would take a million bucks. What? Another 40% said they would choose to keep their social media account over their car, their TV, and even their pet. That's terrible. No way. Your pet is part of the family. Uh, This is worrisome. The survey found that even though we know social media isn't healthy for our mental health, most of us don't do anything to limit how much we use it. 
we don't delete certain accounts or we don't just turn off our phones. Okay, this is, this is one of those deals where people call us all the time and go like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you were talking about that because we were talking about that at dinner last night. This is one of those times. I can't believe you brought this up because my wife and I were talking about this last Social night. Social media. Yeah. And she said, what do you think overall? And she did like scales, made that that hand gesture we all do where you're weighing something in both hands. She goes, Social media, do you think it's more positive or negative? And it mm. was it's not a really simple mm. answer, but it's not. overall, I'd have to say what it's done to society is is negative because of like the things you just listed, right? People will give up their pet. Rather than give up their Instagram? That's crazy. What about you? Let's let's simplify with that question that my wife asked. Overall, do you think, is it more positive or negative? Social media, the impact it's had on you personally, on your family, on your relationships? We'd love to hear from you. How's it going social media-wise with you? So very basic question, social media. If you had to put like a plus column and a minus column, where would it come down? Is it a more positive or negative thing when it comes to how it impacts you, your kids, your family, your relationships? Has it made it made things better or has it made things harder? So, Jay, were you surprised when you heard it would take a minimum of 10000 bucks to get people to give up their social media? Mm. No, not surprised, really. Yeah. Um, but the after effect of actually doing it Probably doesn't even compare to $10,000. So you gave it up, huh? You gave up social yeah. media? Yeah, I I, um, I actually did it to save a relationship in the beginning stages. After hearing from my friends and, and family and the crazy stuff that's on social media now, I realized how much it was polluting my life and, mm. and comparing my life to everybody else's that seems perfect on Facebook mm-hmm. or perfect on Instagram. Yeah, the comparison we get trap. Into such a rut. Yeah. It's a, it's a trap. So you, how long has it been that you've been off of social media, Jay? I'm um, going on six months now with no Instagram, no Twitter, no TikTok, no Facebook, anything and like honestly, that. honestly, how much time do you think you spent per day before you gave it up at, at its worst? Oh, gosh. I mean, I don't, I can't remember a time that I wasn't on it. So it was just constant all day yeah. long. You were looking at your phone. I mean, yeah. And, and I think that for the most part, the majority of us are, and we don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. And whether we're talking to somebody else about something we found on Facebook or saw on Facebook, it's become a part of our every moment life. Wow. Well, I'm so glad you made that decision. It sounds like you're yeah. doing great. Man, Jay, you're, I know you're going to inspire someone else to jump off. It's, That's it's phenomenal. completely worth it. I mean, if you want a better relationship with your kids, with your family, and just to be more aware of the things going on around you in your own environment and not somebody else's, definitely just put it aside for a little bit. Are you in the mood for a good love story today? I've got one for you coming up in just a minute. Are you in the mood for a good love story today? It Let's happens it. to be, this one is about my mom and dad. Aww. They're celebrating 59 years of marital bliss. Well, no I don't kidding. know. Of commitment. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're super in love. But they've been through some really hard times, including raising me and my four sisters. They raised five daughters together. Mm-hmm. Um, they had, I was the third girl. They tried one more time for a boy and got twin girls you so ever tell God them, like, has a sense see, of humor. You got it right with me. You should have stopped. <laughs> nah, because we can't. You know, we can't picture life without the twins. But um, you know, they've had uh, some really tough things happen in their lives, including the biggest is my dad getting MS. He was diagnosed when I was a little ten-year-old, mm-hmm. and we've slowly watched his body break down. And my mom is primary caregiver. But y'all, would you believe they still flirt with each other? Mm-hmm. They're just so cute. And my mom recently. This is how in love she is with my dad. Okay, you'd think like 
a break from my dad would be a good thing because she's like 24 seven and she can't travel anymore. Well, she had to go into the ER cause she got something in her lungs mm-hmm. when she was doing some renovation of a ba- bathroom herself, which we were all mad at her for doing herself, but it sent her in the hospital for two nights. And when she got home, she missed my dad so badly. She burst into tears when Aww. she saw him. Aww. Isn't that so sweet? Yes. Like that's how much they still love each other after 59 years of marriage. Wow. And they're just such an example for all of us girls of that commitment and that, you know, you love each other with the same love that God showed you. Yeah. And that's how your marriage survives. 59 years. 59 years. That's incredible. And it all started with my mom's smile. That's what got dad. He's like, ooh. I like that smile. <laughs> so it wasn't like uh, everybody loves Raymond, her lemon chicken. No, <laughs> cooking came second, though, for sure. That's a big part of it was her cooking. <laughs> wow, what a story. What a beautiful story you shared about your parents. 59 years. Yeah, can you believe it? I mean, it goes without saying. Anybody that's been married more than two or three hours knows <laughs> that comes with ups and downs. It's oh, not, yeah. It's never it's a all commitment. bliss. It's yes. never all awful, right? It's, right. A, it's a mixed bag. Mm-hmm. You get through it together. Yeah. I, and by the way, uh, I didn't even think I was going to share this, but one big marriage tip for my mom and dad, they went on a date night every Friday night after us girls reached a certain age and we could be left alone because mm-hmm. the oldest were, um, they're 10 and 12 years older than the twins. So they could take care of the so twins. So it's like these <laughs> built-in babysitters. Yeah. yeah. So every Friday night we knew it was all about mom and dad mm. and they would do, once a year they do like a little weekend, romantic weekend getaway. getaway. But it was so funny the other night we were FaceTiming with mom and dad because it was Father's Day and a bunch of us girls were together. So we're all around this dining room table. There's like... 10 of us, the brother-in-laws and some grandkids, and and we're wishing them uh, not only Happy Father's Day, but Happy Wedding Anniversary at the same time. Right. And one way to get my dad talking is to go back in history. He, his memory works well. Don't ask him what he had for lunch, but he can go back in time. But ask him what he had for lunch and, in 1963. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> egg and salad sandwich on rye. <laughs> my nephew, Lance, he's single. He was egging them on, and I'm like, stop it. He was saying things like, so what'd you do on your honeymoon? <laughs> and, and I was like, oh, this is going to get so uncomfortable. And the one thing that was great is my mom was hysterical. She's so innocent. She goes, yeah, we stayed at this beautiful cabin and we were the first people to, uh, there for the summer. And the, so the staff was very attentive and they were too attentive because we were on our honeymoon. <laughs> and I was like, okay, okay, okay. Let's change the subject. That was good. That was good. Back off, Park Ranger. <laughs> yes, we have enough charcoal. Please go away. <laughs> Hey, do you have a miracle baby in your family? Uh, So many people I know, they have miracle babies. Well, you are going to love this story. The world's most premature baby just celebrated his first birthday. He's now a year old. They had given him a 0% chance of survival. survival. Uh, His birth certificate says Richard Scott William Hutchinson. And he was born five months premature, recognized Mm. by Guinness as the world's most premature baby. Richard was so tiny, his parents could hold him in a single palm of their hands. No kidding. He had to spend the first six months of his life in the hospital. So now that he's home with his mom and dad celebrating his first birthday, he is just such a living, breathing miracle. That is such a great story. 
Coming up, were there any dishes you ate in your family growing up that was just normal to you? You thought it was great, but now everyone thinks it's weird. (laughs) Were there any dishes you ate in your family growing up that was just so normal to you? But now that you're grown up and on your own, people think you're weird. Are you kidding? I grew up with a Polish mom. <laughs> oh, you're going to have to tell us about that. <laughs> Foods that people couldn't pronounce. There was some some weird things we did with food that people, when they came over, they're like, what are you doing? Maybe it's because it was such a big family of seven. Uh, one young mom said uh, her dad made peas with mayonnaise for dinner as a side dish all the time. And they loved it. So she put this on TikTok. And everyone starts responding with the weird dishes that they ate growing Mm -hmm. up. Another person shared their parents would make leftover pot roast, pickle relish, and mayo. They put it in a food processor and serve it on bread, and they called it beef salad. (laughs) My mom called it hash when she put beef or like meat in the food processor. Ugh, (laughs) so gross. Another family would make schmoes. So, you know, there's s'mores. Okay. They call these schmoes. You take a Ritz cracker, put chocolate and marshmallows on it, melt, in the, melt it in the microwave, and then peanut, bu- peanut butter and another Ritz cracker on the bottom. And they're like, hey, let's have some schmoes. It sounds kind of <laughs> delicious to me. Reminds me of you got that. the buttery crunch from the Ritz cracker and the ooey gooey from the chocolate and the marshmallow and the peanut butter. That uh, Eddie Murphy skit. Back in the day when he was talking about how poor they were. He's like, we'd have a jam sandwich. And what's a jam sandwich? Take two pieces of bread and you jam them together. (laughs) It's a jam sandwich. (laughs) We should talk about this. What kind of weird foods did you grow up with? Maybe something where mom got creative with leftovers and it became a thing after that one time. Give us a call. Talking about foods that you ate growing up that at the time you didn't know we're weird, <laughs> but now you do. Do you have any foods like that? We'd love to hear from you. How about you, Angel? What odd food combo did you eat growing up that you thought was totally normal back then? Yeah, so um, my grandmother, she used to make these salmon patties out of, like, the canned salmon. Uh, I can't even stomach to, like, open that now. <laughs> but what she what she used to do is make these fried salmon patties and we would eat them with maple syrup. Ooh. Ooh, you had no. me at the salmon patties. No, That's no, okay. think about it. Like my <laughs> wife just made the other night uh like honey glazed salmon. You're, she was going for the same effect there. Just didn't have the budget to buy like wild free range salmon or whatever. So she used yeah. the can. Yeah, so she used the can and a little bit of maple syrup. Okay. I'm down yeah, with that. The fancy salmon. <laughs> do what you do what you gotta do, man. <laughs> Allison, we're talking about stuff that we ate when we were kids that we didn't think was weird because we just didn't know any better. Do you have something to share with us? When I was growing up, my father is one hundred percent Italian. We ate a lot of very typical Italian food. So you're not talking pizza and spaghetti and meatballs, you're talking the real deal. Uh, like on Easter we would eat rabbit marsala and stuffed <laughs> artichokes. And um, when I told people, they were like, why would you eat a bunny? And why in the world would you eat a vegetable that looks like a pine cone? <laughs> That's so funny. Kevin did the same thing. Yeah, we had rabbit on Easter one time as as a joke, not because we're Italian. <laughs> hey, it's good stuff, though. It's delicious. But, you know, and I actually have pet rabbits now. But So you'd um, never, you would never yeah. now. Oh, I, I absolutely would, but I'm going to get them at the butcher shop. I'm not going to eat my pet <laughs> <laughs> so I think the only couple I know who's better at coming up with creative gifts for each other than Kevin and Tracy 
is our producer Griffin and his wife Sarah. You guys, I Glenn and I just pale in comparison to both of you couples. You guys are so good at gift giving. And your wife really pulled out all the stops for your Father's Day gift, didn't she? She did, yeah. You know, something I have kind of just started collecting are bobbleheads. You know, you go to ball games these days, uh-huh. they give you bobbleheads and stuff. So I have a whole collection of them. And a few years ago, for maybe Valentine's Day, she gave me a bobblehead of myself <laughs> with our two cats. This was before kids. So I've had that for a few years. Well, this year on Father's Day, she gave me a bobblehead. It's our two kids, Thatcher and Eloise, and our little dog, Henry. Aww, so, yeah. so that cute. Great. I have That's them in amazing. bobblehead form. It looks, it's really well done. It's amazing. It's, it's it pretty looks, lifelike. It looks just like them. Yeah, I saw it cool. on social media. Do you have it here? I have it. I have it here, yeah. Does she prefer that you keep it here at the radio yeah. station? Oh, she immediately said, oh, this is for your studio. Take it to your studio. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, all right. So it's she doesn't in there. want ki- bobbleheads of her kids at her house. I'm surprised <laughs> she didn't uh, get you one of herself. That's true. She's the only oh, one missing yeah. now. We need a Sarah bobblehead. A Sarah bobblehead. I guess I have to get it made for her. Oh, oh there she you got go. Yours. Maybe that's what I am supposed to do. Yeah, you could for what the next big thing would be. Your, oh, your anniversary. I'm sure she'd love that, right? Here's <laughs> no. a bobblehead of yourself that I'm going to take to my studio. <laughs> bobblehead of the two of you. There you go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. bobblehead of the two of you. Like, fine. I guess you just you like submit a picture. How? What's the process? Yeah, right? you submit pictures. And they somehow right? magically make it. That's How do they do so in cool. 3D though. Maybe 3D printers. I mean, how do they know? Oh. I guess you have to send a picture front and back. or uh, I don't know. Or maybe they guess with the back of your head. Hey, if you send you, you'll, your back of your head will have a full head of hair. Every day. Every single Why day. Why do you keep doing that? It just comes out. I don't know what it is. It was out before I could censor it. And I was like, oh, oh no. Oh, I got blue. <laughs> It's like that TV commercial where they say, don't that. say mole. And they go, mole. <laughs> Did you have to keep working every single day despite the pandemic? Coming up, which profession had the most stressed out employees during that time? Hey, do you have to keep working? Did you have to keep working every day despite the pandemic? Can you guess which profession had the most stressed out employees Mm. when you're dealing with COVID-19? I'm going to say grocery store employees. I would have guessed nurses or doctors. Mm. It was teachers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Teaching on Zoom for the first time in their lives put a lot of stress on teachers' shoulders. I watched my sister Sarah go through it. She had to teach kindergarten online through video. I mean, that was tough. In January 2021, close to 80% of teachers said they experienced frequent job-related stress compared to 40% of employed adults. One in four teachers said they were likely to leave their jobs by the end of the 2020-2021 school year. Wow. That stressed out. So your teacher needs your love and support. Everybody that had to keep going in. Despite, Mm -hmm. I mean, you remember how stressful it was, especially way back in the beginning of the whole mess. It was really stressful. If you had to keep going into work, oh, you were worried every day, every day. So, but teachers, yeah, but everything they had to pivot and still keep the lesson plan going while half the class has a sketchy internet connection. Wow, that is super stressful. Think way back to when you were a teenager. Would you have trusted your mom to set you up on a prom date. <laughs> we're going to talk about that next. Okay, think back to when you were a teenager. Would you have trusted your mom to set you up 
on a prom no. date. Oh no. If you're no. if you're yes, I'd love to hear from you or no, I'd love to hear your opinion. I was having lunch with my friend Elisa the other day and her daughter Haley, total introvert, and said, "Mom, will you find a cute guy for me to go to prom with? A nice young man, cute guy." And she's like, "You sure you want me to be the one to set you up?" She's like, "Yeah, I want you to do it." So she was at this event, and she was the the guy was there, and his mother was there too, and they were in a group conversation. And he was very well spoken, very handsome. So she like on the slide takes a picture of him, yeah. and texts it to her daughter like, How, "What do you think?" And she's like, <laughs> "Yeah." And so she proceeds to explain like, "Hey, I have a really sweet daughter, and she has no desire to like date seriously. She just would like to go to prom, and she's looking for a nice young Christian guy to go to prom with. Do you think you'd be game to take my daughter to her prom?" And he was like, "Yeah, give her my text number. Let's get to know each other a little bit. And if she still is, you know, agreeable, I'll take her." Wow! And they have been friends for like. Three or four years now, she's still single, he's still single. And I was like, do you think this might work out? (laughs) You know, I'm always like the forever matchmaker. And so far, it's not, you know, I don't know. It's still up in the air. It's still TBD. Because, like, he's a couple years older and he's off at college. I think up in the air is jumping the gun there. It sounds like they haven't even been cleared for liftoff yet because <laughs> well, no, they're years not interested of, right they're, they're just friends well they're both of the type where they just and they don't they want years. to meet the one they want to meet the one and get married they don't want to like date just to date but they're saying like that they're clearly if all this time has gone by they're not the one well there's distance between them and you know focus on college and career and stuff like that happening but they're still in touch Hmm. It's not a no, but yeah. it's not necessarily yes. Mm. Stop. You're trying to make a judgment call in a relationship and you don't even know the people. Well, you've given me but, enough details. <laughs> would you trust your mom to set you up on prom date? Hello, it's Kevin and Taylor. What's going on? Hi, I wanted to weigh in on um, your mom setting you up for a prom date. Yeah, w- would you let your mama set you up for a prom date? Absolutely. She introduced me to the guy that I married and been married for 39 years. No kidding. All That's right. so cool. Yeah. She's a good judge of character. Now, now, when she when she introduced you to him the first time, what was your reaction? I told her that day he was the man I was going to marry. Wow. No kidding. That's impressive. Way to right go, right mom. Right there. Yeah. See, matchmaker, I would, matchmaker. I would never. My, my mom, it would have been like, I don't know. She would have imported... Some young woman from Poland that didn't speak English because my mom was like, if you've seen my big fat great Greek wedding, just insert the word Polish for Greek. That was her. Yeah. My parents would have gone and looked for a seminary student or I just, there's no way I would trust my mom and dad to set me up with a prompt. Didn't your dad work for NASA? He'd have brought home like a guy with a pencil pocket protector or something. <laughs> wait, wait. In retrospect, mom and dad, we want to set you up with this. With this guy, his name's Steve Jobs. What do you think? <laughs> nah. <laughs> He's in the tech stuff. I'm not into that.